Welcome to the Forward Church Weekly Podcast. For more information about Forward, giving, or to request prayer, visit www.forwardchurchfamily.com. Good morning and Merry Christmas, everybody. It's so exciting to, to have you here today. You braved the, the, the weather and uh, you got out, you got up early this morning and you're here for Christmas Day. Where, what better place could we be than to be with our church family and worshiping our, our Savior? Um, we celebrate Christmas because He was born. But not only was he born, but he lived the perfect life. He died on the cross. He resurrected from the grave so that we could be resurrected one day, that we could have new life in him. And that's why we celebrate. So I'm thankful that you chose to join us here at Forward Church and uh, to be a part of this day with us. So go ahead and grab your Bible, turn it into Luke chapter 19. We're going to continue through our study of the gospel according to Luke. And, and um, you know, I'm always asking you, are you going to do a, a, a Christmas sermon? And, and well, it's a Christmas sermon, but because we're going to talk about Jesus, we're not going to necessarily look at Luke 2. We're going to be in Luke chapter 19, look at the life of Jesus, and it's going to really uh, apply to, to each and every one of us today. So we're gathered on Christmas Day because that's what Christmas is all about, right? It's about celebrating our Savior. Salvation has come through Jesus, and that's why we who believe in Jesus, we gather together, we celebrate Christmas, and, and we worship Him. So Christmas is all about celebrating that miraculous birth and, and life and death of our Savior. And you know, I was thinking the other day, um, you know, Christmas really is the most wonderful time of the year. I mean, I just love Christmas time. It's, it's great leading up to it. I love, I love the music. I love everything about it. And I was thinking, why is it, you know, there's a song about it being the most wonderful time of the year. Why is it the most wonderful time of the year? And, and I was thinking, you know, I, I love the lights. Um, well, I love driving through a neighborhood where all the lights have been put out on trees and houses and bushes, and, and I think we, we love driving through neighborhoods that are lit up more than we like driving through dark neighborhoods, right? And, and I thought, well, why is that? Well, there's something about us that our eyes are drawn to the light, right? And the Bible tells us that Jesus is the light of the world. So we are, we are drawn to it because there's light. There's Christmas movies during Christmas time. There's a lot of Christmas movies I really like, and I was going to kind of share my top ones, but, but I mean, everybody likes different ones, and there's, there's a lot of good movies. We have parties that we get to go to, so that makes it a wonderful time of the year. Um, we, we get to give gifts, and, and there's a lot of joy in giving, but you know what? I like receiving gifts too, so there's a lot of joy in receiving gifts. So there's giving and receiving of gifts. There's... Um, there, there's school is out, right? Can we celebrate that? Kids in the room? Yeah, school's out. So that's the time. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Um, we get to spend time with family. And there's some family that maybe we don't see a lot, but during the holidays, during the Christmas season, we get to see more family that, um, that we don't normally get to see. And all those things are great. But, but I think it's really the most wonderful time of the year because of one simple thing. And I think it's because during Christmas season, more people are aware of, more people are thinking about, more people are singing songs about, um, more people are seeking Jesus and, and looking to Jesus, whether they know it or not, because Christmas is all about Christ, right? It's this time of year when, when songs in, in, in stores and on TV and places that you wouldn't normally hear being sung about Jesus are being sung. They're being sung by people who don't believe in Jesus, yet Jesus is being lifted up. And I think it's the most wonderful time of the year because this is the time of year when a lot of the world is hearing about and seeing and, and possibly seeking Jesus. And, and we know that when Jesus is at the central focus of our lives, that life is just it's more wonderful because we have Jesus. So, you know, sometimes Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year, but sometimes it's not the most wonderful time of the year. And I thought, well, why is that? 
Why is it not the most wonderful time of the year for some people? Well, I think it's because the hustle and bustle of the season and the busyness of the season, the stress of the season can tend to crowd out Jesus. And we can get caught up in, in all the worldly things and miss out on who Jesus is. You know, our, our own thoughts sometimes can overwhelm us and, and our frustrations with, with the, this time of year can begin to get in the way. Our disappointments can crowd out Jesus and even our parties and our gift giving and our gift receiving and family time even can sometimes crowd out Jesus and, and really what Christmas is all about. You're here at Forward Church, we say that we're all about Jesus, and that's what we're all about. We're going to lift up the name of Jesus, worship the name of Jesus, we're going to, to exalt Jesus at all times, and that is what we should be doing at Christmas time. When we're listening to songs or giving gifts or receiving gifts or having a party, it really is all because of Jesus. But when we lose track of that, that's when things tend to start to get frustrating and Jesus gets crowded out and we get focused on the worldly things. And then Christmas is not the most wonderful time of the year. It becomes a stressful time of the year. It becomes a depressing time of the year for some that, that aren't able to focus on Jesus. So today, we're going to learn about a guy that was, um, he was disappointed, uh, or his family was disappointed in him. We're going to learn about a guy that was an outcast. We're going to learn about a guy that, that was hated by the Jewish people. He was despised by the Romans. He was kind of caught in this middle ground. His, his, his Jewish um, relatives had discarded him, basically, and the Romans didn't trust him. He was extremely rich. He had everything according to worldly um, standards, yet he was empty inside. So the things of this world had crowded out God from this man's life. And in this text, he finds himself in a crowd. And in this crowd, we're going to see that he's too short to be seen. He's too short to see what he wants to see. So he finds a way to pursue and position himself in a place where he can see the Savior. So if you would stand with me, we're going to read from Luke chapter 19. Again, we always stand for the main reading of our text because this is God's holy word. God's holy word says this about Jesus. It says, he entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich, and he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost." You could be seated. As always, we ask that the Lord add his blessing to the reading and the hearing of his holy word. Now, we see Jesus. He's on his way to Jerusalem, and he passes through Jericho with a plan to see Zacchaeus. You see, the, the whole passage centers around and focuses on verse 10. That's the last verse of today's text, but we're going to start with the last verse. If you look at verse 10, it says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. That is the purpose of Jesus. That's why Jesus was born. That's why we celebrate Christmas Day is because Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. And you and I, 
Without Jesus, we are lost. So he came to seek and to save us. That's why he came. That's why we celebrate his birth. That's why Christmas is something that we even have on our calendar and that we get to celebrate today is because Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And on that day, as he was traveling through Jericho, he was seeking the lost. And verse 3 tells us that Zacchaeus was seeking Jesus as well. So we have Jesus seeking to save the lost, and then we have the lost seeking out Jesus. So you see, it kind of goes both ways, that, that we have to look for him as well, and we have to make sure that, that the things of this world aren't crowding him out. So we celebrate Christmas because Jesus is our God who seeks us. He came to earth seeking you. That's why you celebrate Christmas. That's what Christmas is all about, is that Jesus was born, laid in a manger, and he was there because he was coming to earth to seek and save you. So the question is, are you seeking him? And you're here today at church on Christmas Sunday, so that tells me that you are. You are seeking him. You're not allowing the the world to crowd out Jesus. So Jesus is the best gift ever. The question is, have we received that gift, or has the busyness crowded him out? Zacchaeus had lived his life to that point, that point in his life, he had lived it based on the things of this world. He had made decisions, he had, he had allowed the world to really be his guide. Verse 2 says, behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, he was a chief tax collector and was rich. Now, we talked about tax collectors a lot as we've studied through the Gospel of Luke, and every time Luke mentions a tax collector, it ends up being good for the tax collector. And that is because it's showing us that Jesus came even for the worst sinners. You see, in that day, tax collectors were seen as the worst of the worst. They were seen as those who, who basically were outcasts. Again, remember I said the, the Jews wouldn't uh, accept them because they thought they'd turn their backs on them. The Romans would despise them because they saw that they'd turn their backs on the Jews to make money off of them. So, so they didn't trust them either. And they were just kind of these people that, that kind of were, they were just their own little, that's why it always described as tax collectors. They, they were the tax collectors and, and nobody liked them. So... Zacchaeus, it says, was a chief tax collector. Now, that means that he was in charge of other tax collectors. So he was the tax collector of tax collectors in this area, possibly over the whole region, and he had made a large profit off of his own people, the people who were suffering under the Roman system. So verse 3 says he is seeking Jesus. If you look at verse 3, it says this, and he was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. So Zacchaeus was seeking to see who Jesus was. He had heard something about Jesus. He had heard about the miracles, and he was curious, and he wanted to know, is this the Messiah? Is this the one that can save me? Will, will Jesus even care about me? So you see, the crowd had, had pushed him out. Um, he was too small to see over them, and he was hated too much to be up for them to let him to the front. So he wanted to see Jesus so badly that he came up with a plan. And you look at verse 4, so he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. Now, I want us to think of the significance of this statement. Zacchaeus is a rich man. He's a distinguished man. He's in charge of other people. In that day, um, if you were willing to run, that was something that was not seen as a distinguished thing. It wasn't seen as something anyone would do. It would be undignified for a grown man to run. It says he ran ahead. And to climb a tree, a grown man is not going to climb a tree. You might say that that would be childlike. 
And if you think back a few chapters to a few weeks ago when we were, we were looking at the teachings of Jesus, and in verse, chapter 18, verse 17, Jesus said this, Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Now we see Zacchaeus, he's acting childlike according to that customs of that culture. He's running, he's climbing a tree, and they would have thought, that's just childlike. You don't do that as a grown man. So Zacchaeus is willing to just throw everything out the window to say, I want to get a glimpse of, I want to see Jesus. I need to see this guy. So this Christmas day, you have prioritized seeing Jesus over the busyness of this world, over the crowding out of this world. You were, were willing to tell family that, you know what, we'll be a little bit late to lunch because we're going to go to church and we're going to worship God and we're going to worship Jesus on Christmas Day. You um, maybe rearranged your morning this morning. Maybe some of you didn't open your presents yet. That's what our family did. We didn't open our presents yet. We're going to do it after church because we know the importance of we're going to go seek Jesus. We're going to worship him. We're going to set our eyes on him. We're going to look at and worship our Savior. That's what the day is all about. It's not about the gifts and the presence and, and the spending time with family, those are all good things, but they're all things that we do to celebrate the fact that Jesus is seeking us and he wants to save us. You see, that's what Christmas Day is all about. So Zacchaeus rearranged his schedule and got out of his comfort zone to climb, run ahead and climb the tree, and you are here today. Things are a little different, right? It's a family service. We're not used to having kids in here, but it's going awesome, right? It's going great. Parents, it's okay. Just relax. It's, it's all right. Um, but this is different, right? It's a little different than usual. But we're here because Jesus is just that important. And Zacchaeus saw that there was something important about him. So he was willing to act like a child and, and see Jesus. Now, the interesting thing is that Jesus saw him. Look at verse 5. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So Jesus is walking along the path, and he sees this tree, this, the branch that's hanging probably over the path, and he looks up, and he sees Zacchaeus up there, and he's like, Zacchaeus, I see you. And more than just seeing Zacchaeus, he lets him know that he knows him. He calls him by name. You see, Jack, Jesus knows his sheep by name. He calls us by name. If you look at um, Scripture, it says this in John 10, 3, to him the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Listen, one of your greatest gifts that you can receive today on Christmas Day is this, to know that Jesus sees you and he knows your name. He knows everyone's name in this room. He sees you. He calls out your name, and he calls you to himself. He's calling you just like he called Zacchaeus, and he wants to be invited into your house. That's the other beautiful thing about it. Jesus didn't want to just meet Zacchaeus there on the path. No, he wanted to, to develop a relationship with him, and he said, I want to come to your house, and Jesus is saying the same thing to you. He wants to be invited into your home, into your house. He wants to be in relationship with you. Now, he calls him by name, and I think it's interesting to note that the name Zacchaeus means something that he really wasn't living up to at that point. Zacchaeus means righteous one. Zacchaeus means pure one. Now, Zacchaeus hadn't lived a righteous life, but he's about to be made pure by his faith in Jesus. So he welcomes Jesus into his home. And don't miss this. Jesus is asking you to invite him into your home today. 
He's asking you to invite him into your life. But it's up to you to invite him in. You have to receive him as Zacchaeus did. And the Bible says he received Jesus joyfully. Verse 6 says, so he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And I want us to notice that Zacchaeus hurried here. He didn't mess around. He didn't wait around. He didn't say, well, I've got to take my time. I've got to figure you out. I've got to really learn more about you, Jesus. I've got to know everything about you before I choose to follow you. And I think far too many people today are reluctant to receive Jesus or we won't uh, allow him in because we don't want to humble ourselves and, and be childlike in faith and, and just trust that he is who he says he is and, and to see truth for what it is. But Zacchaeus was willing. He, he was just like, I've tried everything in this world. I've got all the riches of this world. It's leaving me empty. And I see that you're the Savior. And he receives him in. And it says he came down quickly. And I think that wording is significant. I think everything in this text is very important. Zacchaeus humbled himself, and he came down to receive Jesus. You see, he was a very rich man. He was a leader of people, and he came down. He humbled himself, and that's what he calls us to do. He just basically come down out of your pride, come down off your high horse, come down off of whatever it is you think that you've been doing to try to earn your way, and you just come down and humbly bow at the feet of Jesus. And that's what Zacchaeus does here. That's why everything about this is, is so important. Listen, Jesus, he, being God, he humbled himself by coming to earth as a human. He humbled himself by, by being born to um, a, a young virgin and being placed in um, a manger, right, having a poor upbringing. He humbled himself by doing that and living the perfect life for us so he could be the sacrifice for our sins. He humbled himself by allowing himself to die on the cross for our sins. He could have stopped that at any moment, but he humbled himself in all those ways so that you and I would have the perfect sacrifice to cover over our sins. And Zacchaeus here in this story, he humbles himself because he hurries to Jesus, right? He humbles himself because he, he runs to get up in the tree to see him, and then he humbles himself by coming down out of that tree, and he receives Jesus, and he invites him into his home. But look at how the people respond. Verse 7. When they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. The Bible says they all grumbled that Jesus had gone to be a guest in the house of a sinner. Well, imagine that. The Savior of the world, the one who came to seek and save the lost, is spending time with those he came to seek and save, right? That's what he does. Jesus meets us where we are as sinners to rescue us from our sin. That's why he came, to seek and save the lost. He came to save you. He came to save me. He came to save every sinner that's ever lived. So don't ever be surprised by who you see at church. Jesus came seeking them to save them. Jesus came seeking you to save you. And know this, when you become a Christian, there will be people who will doubt your conversion. There will be people who will grumble about it. There will people, be people who will grumble about and wonder if you're truly saved. But guess what? When you spend time with Jesus, you're changed. We see this tax collector. He's changed. And no one can argue with a changed life. Zacchaeus is immediately changed by Jesus. Look at verse 8. Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my goods I give to the poor. If I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. Now, Zacchaeus had made a fortune off of people. 
He had made a ton of money off of people. He had defrauded many people. He was, he was a the tax collector of tax collectors, right? He was over other tax collectors. And now he's met Jesus. He's received Jesus. He's humbled himself. He repents of his old lifestyle and he vows to make it right. So he takes a stand and he commits to giving back more than the law even required. Because according to the Mosaic law, right? Um, if you, if you um, committed fraud in that day, then you had to pay it back plus a fifth, okay? If you got caught without confession, then you had to pay back double. Zacchaeus says, I'll give back four times as much. He's going above and beyond. You see, spending time with Jesus radically changed Zacchaeus. And when you spend time with Jesus, he will radically change you. He will begin to change you from the inside out. His Holy Spirit will begin to convict you of certain things in your life that don't line up with who God is and who he wants you to be. He will radically change you. So, you know, spending time with Jesus changes us. And the Bible says that Jesus hung out with sinners. He did hang out with sinners. However, he never let them stay in that sin. See, too often we hear, oh, Jesus hung out with sinners. He was with the prostitutes and the, and the tax collectors and all those people. So we should go do the same. Well, yeah, we should. But we should do that in order to share the gospel with them in order to help them understand that they can't stay in that sin. And the same is true for us. If we profess Jesus as Lord and Savior, we can't remain in our sin. We have to be changed. We have to set our eyes on him and we have to allow him to change us, to transform us. You see, those who encounter Jesus never remain the same. There's always radical change. And Zacchaeus is radically changed. He sets out to make things right with every, everyone that he's taken from. And it's changed life. That's proof of his conversion. That is proof that he truly is following Jesus because he's got this heart change. So Jesus says to him in verse 9, today salvation has come to this house since he also is a son of Abraham. Now, it's important to note that the story of Zacchaeus is the opposite of the story of the rich young ruler that we looked at a couple of weeks ago. We looked at that story, and with the rich young ruler, we didn't know his name, but we do know that he rejects Jesus, he clings to his money, and he goes away sad because he can't give it up for, for Jesus. But in this story, we find that what is impossible with man is possible with God, and we know his name, Zacchaeus, which means righteous one, right? And, and, and Jesus seeks out Zacchaeus, and Zacchaeus seeks out Jesus, and Zacchaeus becomes humble like a child, and, and he comes down to Jesus, and he invites Jesus into his home. Jesus comes into his home, and then Jesus transforms him and radically changes him. So Zacchaeus became a child of God. That's what he says here. Jesus says that he has become a child of God. Jesus proclaims that Zacchaeus is a son of Abraham. Now, that's an important statement because in that day, the Jewish people, they saw tax collectors as, as traitors, and they would say that they weren't, quote, real Jews, is what they would say about the tax collectors, because they had turned their backs on their people, and they had turned their backs on God. And Jesus was wanting everyone to know that whoever puts their faith in him becomes a child of God. When you place your faith in Jesus, you are adopted into God's kingdom. And that's what he's saying here about Zacchaeus. So, the question we all have to answer is, has salvation come to your house? Has salvation come to your house? Verse 10, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. You know, my hope this Christmas is that you'll receive Jesus into your heart and into your home. That like Zacchaeus, you'll begin to understand the who, what, where, 
why and how of Jesus. Just real quickly, this text tells us the who, what, where, why, and how. The who, Jesus, is the Savior, and he's seeking you. The what is that Jesus wants relationship with you. He wants to be invited into your home. The where, Jesus meets you where you are, and he calls you to come humbly down to him. But he doesn't let you stay where you are. The when, Jesus wants you to receive him immediately, quickly, today, this moment. The moment that you see Jesus through his word. The why, because Jesus wants to bring salvation to you. And then the how is joyfully. Jesus wants you to receive him joyfully, just as Zacchaeus did. So on Christmas Day, we celebrate because salvation has come. And we recognize that Jesus is holy and he's worthy of our praise. He's the best gift ever. So we seek him, we receive him, we worship him. And my prayer for you this Christmas Day is that you receive the best gift of all, that salvation would come to your house. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful for your word and we're so thankful for, for Christmas Day. Christmas Day teaches us that Jesus has come to save us. We celebrate Christmas Day because Jesus humbled himself enough to come and to be born of the Virgin Mary that first Christmas night, to be laid in a manger and to know that his cry pierced the darkness and pierced the silence of 400 years of silence from the Old Testament to the New. And people were just waiting on the Messiah. And God, we're grateful that we don't have to wait, that there is no silence because you speak through your holy word. And you teach us that salvation has come for each and every one of us. I pray that today we would receive that. Pray that today every single one of us would leave here knowing that salvation has come to our house. That we would run to you, God. We would run to you and bow before you and we would just receive salvation through faith in Jesus today. That we would be changed. That we would allow you to change us from sinner to saint. That we allow you to change our hearts to be in line with what your holy word says. Transform us, Lord, as we worship you, as we celebrate this Christmas day. We love you and we praise you for all you do. In Jesus' name. You've been listening to the Forward Church Weekly Podcast. We hope you'll join us next week. For more information about Forward, giving, or to request prayer, visit www.forwardchurchfamily.com.